Greetings, and welcome to the Gospel Expedition, where we explore the gospel from Genesis to Revelation. I'm Leland Acker, pastor of LifePoint Baptist Church. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for our sins according to the scriptures. It is through the gospel that we are redeemed. It's through the gospel that we are restored. It's through the gospel that we have hope of eternal life in heaven, in God's kingdom, in his presence, with the peace and prosperity that comes with it. The gospel gives us assurance. The gospel gives us peace. The gospel is God's power unto salvation to everyone who believes. Every passage in the Bible sets up the gospel, illustrates the gospel, or explains the gospel. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, God is confronting the serpent, Adam, and Eve for their sin in the gospel. This is the first sin. This is the fall of man. This is where sin enters in and death by sin. And in addressing the serpent, the Lord says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. These words were spoken as a condemnation against the serpent, against the devil, against Satan. Satan would not have free access to the woman or to her offspring or to mankind. His power would be limited. Ultimately, he would be destroyed when the offspring of the woman would bruise his head or would crush his head. Those words spoken in condemnation against Satan actually are words of deliverance toward us. Satan will be restrained from tormenting us, from dominating us, from taking control over us. He will not have free reign to do as he wishes in this world. He will be destroyed. He will be judged. He will be punished. Yet we will be delivered. These words include the suffering of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When verse 15 says, the serpent shall bruise his heel, that's death. That's the death blow, the death strike to the offspring or the seed of the woman. That is the death of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yet, that death, followed by the burial and the resurrection, accomplishes God's salvation for us. The day is coming when we will be complete. The day is coming when we will be completely delivered from Satan, we will be completely delivered from sin, and we will be delivered from the effects thereof. Satan is not to be feared. He is to be ignored. Sin and death will be destroyed, and redemption and restoration will come by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Satan is not to be feared. He is to be ignored. God said he would put enmity between the woman and the serpent, between her offspring and his offspring. There would be enmity between us and Satan. This word enmity, it means hostility, it means friction, it means conflict, it means division. That there would be division between mankind and Satan. Satan, therefore, would not be allowed to rule over us. He will not be able to dominate us, and he will not have undue influence upon us. Any following of the influence of Satan is a choice. The devil can't make you do it. And that choice to follow the devil's influence is sin. 
Now, there are those who say that you must study the enemy, that you must study Satan, you must study the enemy to know how to defeat him. But it is not up to us to know Satan and to defeat Satan. God has shown us in this very verse how he will defeat the enemy, how he will defeat Satan. We're not called to figure out how to and to go ahead and defeat Satan. We are called to learn of the Lord, to be obedient to him, and the Lord will defeat Satan. We just need to be able to know what temptation looks like and how to flee that temptation. And as we studied in a previous episode of the Gospel Expedition, the temptation consists of the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's what we contend with. Satan is to be ignored. Secondly, sin and death will be destroyed. The offspring, in the King James Version, it's the seed of the woman, would crush the head of the serpent. The seed is Christ. The serpent is Satan. Crushing the head. Now think about this. What happens when you crush the head of a snake? That snake dies and it can no longer hurt you. Now if you sever the head from the rest of the snake, the snake dies, but that head is still a danger. But if you crush the head, it is no longer a danger. God destroyed Satan's power when Jesus died on the cross. Death no longer has dominion over us. There is no more reason to fear death because death leads into eternal life for those who believe in Jesus. Sin no longer has the final say. We are no longer slaves to sin. We are no longer slaves to the desires that bring sin. We have been given the power to overcome. As Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? We are no longer defined by our sin, and we are no longer held captive by the fear of death, because sin and death were overcome when Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, when the serpent bruised the heel of the seed of the woman. God will ultimately destroy Satan altogether. And when this happens, sin and destruction will be a thing of the past. We will no longer deal with the brokenness of this world because the brokenness of this world will be healed and done away with. The good news for Adam and the woman is that the vortex that they just opened in Genesis chapter 3 would be erased. And this would happen through the gospel, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for our sins according to the scriptures. And it'll be finalized on the day of the Lord when Christ judges the quick and the dead and establishes his kingdom forever. And that brings us to our final point, that redemption and restoration come through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Lord said, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Christ will have the victory, but it will cost him his life. That's what God is foretelling. Scripture teaches us that the death of Christ on the cross satisfied the wrath of God so that we are no longer under God's wrath and judgment. Our debt has been paid. We have been set free. We have been redeemed and made free in Christ. And that freedom and that deliverance will pave the way for our ultimate restoration. Scripture teaches that the resurrection of Christ secures our salvation so that we cannot lose it, and it gives us hope 
of eternal life. Jesus Christ, he rose again the third day, defeating death, defeating the grave. And scripture says he ever lives to make intercession for us. That's how he keeps us saved. He continually pleads our case on behalf of us before God. Because he lives, because he rose again, we expect to enter into his kingdom for eternity. How powerful are the words of God in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15? How powerful is the gospel? Well, after hearing these words, Adam changed the name of the woman to Eve, meaning the mother of all living. I'm Leland Acker, and this is the Gospel Expedition.